selling is authenticity. It's building that relationship. It's about the value. Because you want to make that Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. Oh, What's going on, oh, Larry? Another great day. So good to see you. I am jazzed, absolutely jazzed for this podcast today. But I just one quick question. Where the heck's this year going? I have I, no idea. It just seems like yesterday it's January wow. and now we're right smack in the middle of summer. What it's how it goes. On? We're in Q3 already as this is being released and we are just going full steam ahead. It's it's just so exciting right now. All of the things going on. And one of the things we are most excited about is the sales leaders that are going to be gathering this October in Texas for the Breakthrough Sales Leaders Retreat. Larry, I'm excited to be there. I know Dave Sanderson's excited to be there. We've got some friends excited to be there. This is going to be amazingly fun. It's, it's going to be a great gathering of sales leaders to help sales leaders break through as we round out this year, as we look forward into 2023. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait. And sales leadership, I mean, sales leaders, we know there are so many different challenges right now. And in the midst of all of that, we've got to continue to grow sales. Well, how do we do that? That's what the Breakthrough Sales Retreat is going to be aimed at. And I'm so excited that our good friend, Selling from the Heart friend as well, Dave Sanderson, is going to be there with us. And we are going to have a power-packed, up-close-and-personal, fantastic event October 20th. It's going to be in Fort Worth, Texas. You don't want to miss it, and you probably want to grab an early bird ticket at BreakthroughSalesRetreat.com. That's BreakthroughSalesRetreat.com. You can learn all about it, and uh, you want to definitely put October 20th on your calendar. It's going to be a fantastic day. I'm so excited about it. And I'm excited about our guest here today. In fact, why don't you introduce our guest and let's dive in. Oh, Annie oh, Ruggles, what is happening? So before, before we, she's already on the screen and she's already in the studio. But I'm, I'm telling you, when I first met Annie, um, I thought, oh, this is only going to be like a 15, 30 minute conversation. And then after an hour, we were like still going on and on. I go, holy smokes, you got to come on the podcast. Enthusiasm, heart, authenticity, all packed into Annie Ruggles. I go, you got to come on the Selling from the Heart podcast. And here you are, Annie Ruggles. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, fellas. Thanks for having me. Oh, <laughs> we're going to have fun today. This is going to be great. This is going to be a fantastic conversation. <laughs> And we're going to kick it off with the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers. Annie, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? It means honoring the people on both sides of the transaction, including yourself. <sighs> I like that's that. So, that's so good. because We hear all kinds of responses, Annie, and I, and I mm -hmm. love that you said honor because right when, right when you were saying that, I just flipped over. I have a stack of books sitting right here. Mm -hmm. And one of the books I'm staring at is called The Business of Honor. Ooh. And it was just, it was as, as you were saying, it's about honoring. First thing I did, I glanced, look at the stack of books. I see The Business of Honor. So thanks for bringing yeah. that to the forefront because 
it's honoring both sides. Yeah, and you're going to need to loan me that book because I have chills. It sounds fantastic, <laughs> right? But that is so that is such a great perspective and I really appreciate that because obviously I think it's the I think it's the heart of the people that are in the selling from the heart community to mm-hmm. honor their prospects and clients, but the concept of honoring yourself in the in the transaction that's a little bit different. So Unpack that for us for a moment, if you will, Annie. I like that. Once upon a time. <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh-huh. Put is this story? Hey, by y'all. the way, is this is this story time with Annie? Yes, it is. Okay. Here on story time with Annie. No. Once upon a time, I was the most sales avoidant person on the planet Earth. Completely. Right. And we'll get into later why that was and how that was. But the reason it was allowed to prosper in that misaligned space for so long was because I thought if I kill myself through over delivering, surely my clients will love me so much that my business can't help but grow because I am the Walmart of coaching. I'm underpriced. I have every product and I include everybody sort of, but not really. I am for all people except myself. Oh, I am for all people except myself because it felt good to give and it felt nasty to receive and it felt nasty to ask for myriad reasons but i wasn't asking in the right way so rather than learn to ask the right way i just wasn't asking at all so what happened all the businesses i was working on for a while they would thrive they would absolutely thrive they would blow up under my loving care and then just like that the business would die what what My clients' businesses are dying all around me. Why? They're modeling me. What does that look like? Give, 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 give. Never ask. Rarely receive. I call that the martyrdom of over-delivery or the martyrdom of over-marketing. That's what I lived in for years because I was unwilling to take care of resource number one, this chick. And it wasn't until I started treating myself like I would treat treat a racehorse or my own car <laughs> yeah. that I was like, look, this job, this life, this legacy, this empire, it does not run if mama's not happy. And mama hasn't been happy in years. So something's got to change. And the only thing you can change is you. Right? So that's why for me honoring on the other side i knew i never to your point daryl i never ever would want to do anything that would dishonor the people on the other side of the transaction but i thought in order to honor them i had to dishonor me and that could not have been further from the truth oh whoa that that i mean that's so good <laughs> whoa i mean and, th- and don't drop the sh- mic yeah exactly recording that was and, really yeah. good <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good, and and thanks for sharing. And, and yeah. just so you all know, I mean, we're in for a really good, great, great conversation. But listening to what you're just saying is why, why, why I so believe the inner work we do to the heart, right? That journey to the heart is really hard, but mm. it's so worth it because you know, in sales, we chase all the outer success, right? Yes. We chase everything that's outside of who we are. And we neglect the most important person, and that's us. This journey's tough, but let me tell you, it's well worth it. So thanks for sharing. I love it. Yes. 
I love it. Annie, you said there in early on in that, uh, in that story, incredibly Rant. powerful story that you were sales reluctant. Did that have something to do with some of the stigmas that you see put around salespeople? Oh, heck yes. Oh, heck yes. Okay, y'all. If you're selling from the heart in any capacity at all, it means that you're leading with your heart. You're not going to be marketing with your brain or your wallet and then switching over to selling from the heart, right? Mm -hmm. If y'all are selling from the heart or attempting to, you're doing everything from your heart. That means that your, I call them the proper noun collection, right? Your purpose, capital P, your mm -hmm. mission, capital M, your calling, capital C, that sits and originates from your heart, That's right? right. Yes. If you are operating with this gift in you, especially if you're a person of faith and you think it's God-given or you're a very generous person and you just want to give the gifts of, you know, spread love around, all of that gooey goodness. If you're an empath, if you're an introvert, any of that, your heart is out. It's not even on your sleeve. It's on your website. It's on your business card. It's everywhere, right? Of freaking course, if you love what you're doing that much, and if you love your potential clients and prospects that much, of course, when you pick up a book and it says the most important thing that you can do is disarm them at the beginning of a conversation, you're going to go, oh, no, not my baby. Can't bring that into my business. And you shouldn't. Correct. Good for you. But I was sales reluctant, or as I say, sales avoidant, because I didn't allow myself to look for or experiment with strategies that were going to be right for me. I just threw it all out with the bathwater, mm -hmm. right? Selling is not for me, period. I am not a salesperson, period. I do not contain the skill set that is required for selling, nor do I want to achieve it, period. And that was all based on misconceptions refortified by this never-ending stigma of what it means to be a salesperson in this world. Oh, so, <laughs> wow. Because I, I'm a big believer the stories in our head are the stories that we tell ourselves, right? And yep. then we act those out. And think about this. And, and I love having conversations when I start asking salespeople, right? And sales leaders describe mm -hmm. salespeople. And immediately they share all the negative stigma and all that, yet they're operating right in sales. And Bingo, there's the first big disconnect is they're in the world of sales, but yet the things that are in their head are all the negative aspects that all the negative connotations of sales. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And think, about, and think about how that plays out. So how do we flip all of this around? I think one of the things that you do is you redefine it, which is why I love the question you asked me. What does selling from the heart mean to me? It has to start with a redefinition, right? So my definition of selling just flat out is problem solving for money. That's it. I solve a problem. You have money. You want me to solve it. You give me money. That's selling. That's it. That's the whole thing. There's no emotion in it intrinsically. There's no ethics in it intrinsically. There's no integrity in it intrinsically. There's just the energetic exchange. I solve a problem for you. You compensate me. That's it. So if you have emotion above that, A, good for you. It means you're emotionally in tune with yourself, business owner, way to be. And also, if you're one of the people like the three of us who will never, ever, ever want to violate the client, then you're even better off. Rock on. Follow that energy, right? But the problem is when we don't redefine 
And when we allow the emotion to control, we project our discomfort onto them. So we go, they don't want to buy. They don't want to hear this. They don't like this feel. They, they got too many objections. They think it's too expensive. I know, I know, I know. They've been sold too badly in the past. The coaching industry has a terrible reputation. I know, I know. And I'm, and you know, I just raised my prices and I'm not quite right about it. So you know what? I'm just not gonna ask. I'm just gonna deliver a bunch of value and then hope they see the value and come back to me. That's what I'm gonna do. No, <laughs> that's taking our discomfort and projecting it on them instead of finding that win-win so I can solve a problem and you can come compensate me done i like that i like that I, it's very interesting perspective in terms of stripping everything off uh, all the emotions mm -hmm. and looking at it from an emotionless state i think it's it's really interesting uh and really an interesting exercise for all of us um to you know this is emotional intelligence but just like to step back and watch yourself during a sales interaction and like, pay attention to what's going on emotionally, like what's stirring during that yeah. time. And, you know, is it um, years of stigma and rejection and, you know, all this stuff that, that the baggage uh, that, that comes with sales or, um, you know, or is it positive um, that intention, like you said around, and Larry was talking about doing the deep work as well, right? Like around my purpose, my values, my mission, and why I'm, I'm coming to the table. Um, it's interesting to think about stripping all the emotion off it, almost like, almost like if I'm refinishing a piece of furniture, I'm going to take it down to the wood, right? And then I'm going to add on the good stuff. It seems like there's a lot of layers of just garbage that really, really hold us back um, in terms of that. You talked before the show about four sources of <laughs> four layers, if we can, of the mm -hmm. garbage, the stigma that leads to some of these uh, negative emotions, sales reluctance, sales avoidance, all of that. Can you unpack that for us real quickly? Because I thought that was really interesting. Y'all. If you fear sales or dread sales, it's okay, but you've got what I call sales baggage. <laughs> Understandable, right? The stigma is everywhere, right? So the sales baggage in you, I'm not even talking about, you know, the fact that if I play Animal Crossing, which is this really juvenile, wonderful, fabulous uh, Nintendo game that I play when I'm stressed out, that has sleazy salesman examples in it. There's a guy there that will sell you fake art and calls you his cousin, so you trust him. Like, there are <laughs> negative sales examples everywhere. Okay. All the way back to Nintendo. That's yeah. Uh, that's the that's I mean, since since I don't know the Romans, like there's always been somebody, <laughs> but that is enough to make us question. I don't think it's really enough to make us close our mouth. But the four things that I see that make us close our mouth, I call them the four versions of sales baggage, and one of them is just past trauma having to sell. For the most, for most of the people I talk to around my age, especially in the US, at some point as children, we were forced to go door to door, <laughs> ring a doorbell, and then try to get them to buy the exact same thing their kids are selling and every other kid in the cul-de-sac is selling and just deal with it, right? It It is ridiculous because it's not like they sit down and they go, all right, when you go, you may be asked 
questions. Be sure to patiently answer the questions. Make sure you're talking about the competitive advantages of this chocolate bar versus every other chocolate bar. They don't tell you. They gave you a big old box of chocolate and they're like, go. And then meanwhile, your parents who your whole life have been like, stranger danger, stranger danger, speak when spoken to, stranger danger, don't go in anybody else's house, don't insert yourself, don't bother anybody, be nice to old people, right? Whatever. Your same parents are like, I'm not buying that candy. If you want it, you got to get out there and hustle, buy front door ends there, right? So what do we do? We either go through the experience of door-to-door as a kid, which is horrifying, excuse me, horrifying for most people, or we do what I did, which is avoid it and make my grandparents buy it while pretending that I actually went door-to-door, which I, of course, did not do, right? But for so many of us, we got thrown to the wolves. Boom, you're a salesperson now. And that also happens in our entry-level jobs. Hey, you, you're entry-level. You know what entry-level is in most companies right after the mailroom? Sales. What? What? We have no sales training. We have no sales background. We have a misconception of selling based on the fact that we were children. Now we have a middle manager who probably knows a little bit more than we do, but that middle manager has a number and a quota and a bra, excuse me, and a boss breathing down their neck. So what happens now? Pick up the phone, say the spiel, get a no, hang up the phone. Pick up the phone, get a no, hang up. Pick up the phone, get a no, hang up. If that doesn't happen, boss gets mad. Is that is that helping? Is that helping our definition of sales? Absolutely not. So then we're like, hey, I'm not educated. I need to go out and find better selling. So then I go find a sales trainer and the sales trainer is only interested in closing and scaling, closing and scaling. Get the number, handle the objection, barely. Get the credit card number, move on, pass it down to customer service, you know, profit. Or, Or if we go into our own business, we take somebody else's relatively good practices in selling of somebody else's widgets on somebody else's quota, and we try to bring that into selling the things that we talked about before, the purpose, the passion, the enthusiasm, the calling, the mission. That is not the same thing as selling widgets. It's not. So then what do we do? So then we find an online business coach, and I am one. And there are a lot of us out here who are wonderful, but there are also a lot of us out here who have the exact same parroted stuff as the other stuff you didn't like. They're just dressing it up in rose gold and cursive and saying it's for women. It's not! It's just as sleazy as everything else, right? So we've cobbled together the times we've been sold too terribly, which we've already talked about how we can catalog those. If you say, well, why don't you love selling? Well, yesterday I went to Jiffy Lube and the woman was so rude. She asked me if I wanted to rotate my tires. And when I said no, it was unsafe. Like what? Why is that our definition of sales? What some lady in a jiffy lube said to us yesterday. (laughs) Come on. We cobble these things together from a collection of misinformation and other people's styling. Again, we're punting instead of figuring out who we are as salespeople, which is a role we likely already play with gusto. We just don't call it selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This, is, uh, this all falls into perception. I be- I'm a firm believer this is perception. And I always mm-hmm. said, you know what? There's certain things you can control. There's certain, certain things you can't control. However, if we all know that the laundry list, right? If we have people describe salespeople, they're going to give us a whole laundry list of all the negative, all the horrific things, all the bad experiences. It's very rare that the positive outweighs the negative. So 
if I'm keying into this, by the way, I, I mean, I love this conversation because it, 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 it dances inside all of our heads. And if it doesn't, then I would question, right? Question it because it does is we have to overcome perception. It's how we control ourselves. It's what we bring to the forefront, which requires work. It requires really defining who we are and how we want to change the dynamics of how we're viewed. Yeah. And I think it also requires, um, in addition to connecting to our purpose, um, and our mission values, all of those things, I think it also requires memory and calling to memory frequently of good experiences, right? Where people have helped us. I've been helped tremendously over the years by, um, by salespeople. And there have been many, many moments where I've been able to help uh, clients as well in achieving their goals and solving their problems, all of these things that you defined as the core of sales. And so it's interesting because I think, uh, you know, for every negative thing that said, you need what, 20 positive (laughs) things, right? Mm -hmm. Look at, look at, uh, yeah, just anything, one piece of criticism. And, And so I think that one of the things that needs to become part of our practice as sales professionals is a consistent reconnection to positive things, reconnection to values, reconnection to mission, reconnection to good stories and good reviews, like people that said good things about us. Because when we head into that situation, the emotion that we layer onto that 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 uh, piece of sanded down wood, if we peel away all the garbage, we got to put another layer of of positive emotion on top of that. And there's plenty of it if you look for it. Heck yeah! Like I said before, we're not inventing your sales persona. Your sales persona is Mm -hmm. probably a refined, educated, informed, and empowered version of something you already do, right? But all of those examples you're talking about, Daryl, what happens in our brain, we don't call times that we're sold to beautifully sales. We -hmm. call that customer service. Right. Right? So if yeah. I ask people positive, if I used to ask people all the time, the, the way I used to ask this question, my language has changed. I used to say, who is a wonderful salesperson in your life? And they would mm-hmm. sit there and go, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, and I'm like, whoa, okay, this should not be hard. Again, you're in sales. This should not be hard. You need positive modeling. Right. And then I'd say, okay. Let me ask you this question, which is now how I ask it exclusively. I say, who do you love to pay? Hmm. Then they can't shut up. Oh, my nanny. I would be absolutely lost without my nanny. And the woman that ranks the chicken plate at the end of the street, this chicken plate is my fuel. I swear if they ever move, I'm selling my house so I can move to wherever they are. (laughs) And, you know, that chicken is just insane. And every time I go in there, they remember my name. They know it's there. I swear they give me extra bread. We don't call that sales. We call that customer service. Mm -hmm. But if I bought carrot cake to go with my, my chicken plate, hey, babe. That sales. If I stay with the same nanny year after year after year after year because I can't imagine leaving them, and when they ask me for more money, I I greatly give it, even if it's a stretch for me. That's sales. That's renegotiation, yeah. right? We don't call that sales. We mm-hmm. call that customer service. And so, yes, let's start looking at the times that we are sold to beautifully and also times when we are being convincing and persuasive from a place of love. 
I say this all the time. If you're a parent, you're a salesman. If you're a coach, you're a salesman. If you're a nurse, you're a salesman. If you're a social worker, you're a salesman. And yet those are some of the most avoidant times ever. You think your kid wanted to eat broccoli yesterday? I don't think so, but they ate it. Therefore, sales. That's right. It's just, again, I first thing I started, this is because dancing through my head, I'm listening to what you're saying. And I'm just a big believer that set aside products, just set aside the products and all that for a moment. I want to touch on what you said. So I'm a big believer salespeople out there sell memories and experiences. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a moment. I'm listening to what you're saying. It's all experience bound. Yes. It, it's And so how can we as sales professionals and sales leaders recapture all those memories and experiences and reconnect all of that and change the dynamics of how we're viewed. It's right in front of us. It's back to what Daryl was saying is look at all the positive things that have happened and capture those and repurpose those and reconnect to those. It's about experiences, about unpacking the experiences of how you made somebody feel before, during, and after the process. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Annie, what a great conversation. This, uh, I, I knew this was going to be fun. <laughs> this took some very interesting turns. Uh, I can't believe we're already bumping up against the, the bottom of the hour. Let me ask you, how can, uh, how can people get more Annie in their lives? The easiest way to get more Annie in your life is to subscribe to my podcast, Too Legitimate to Quit. It is not a sales podcast. <laughs> It is a small business strategy podcast with a pop culture spin. So we're trying to put some fun back in B2B all the time. So if that is you and that appeals to you, you can find that at twolegitimate.com. However, if you are in active sales avoidance, do not panic. Do not cry. Do not go to my website, which is anniepruddles.com for the reference, but don't do it. Instead, I want you to find me on a platform with messaging. If you're an active sales avoidance, let me show you how lovely this can be before the next time you're uncomfortable. Let's sit down in the DMs, either on LinkedIn, you can search for my name, or I'm also spending a lot of time on Instagram at Anniepreneur. Tell me what you're up against and I'll help you navigate it. And then we'll go from there. How fun. Annie, I just love so the much. energy. I That's love your energy. So I, I, I love how you carry yourself. Thank you for coming. Thank on you. It That's, has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for opening your mic to me. Awesome. Awesome. Have a super day. And thank you to everybody in the Selling from the Heart community. This is a, a revolution, a movement of authenticity in the sales profession. And the things we're talking about here today are so in line with this is that sales from the heart is a beautiful thing. And I think, Larry, what Annie's challenged us today on, on identifying and and removing some of these negative uh, associations that we have deep in our our subconscious about sales, getting that and replacing that um, with our vision, our purpose, and some positive um, things is so foundational to being able to sell from the heart. It's just, I I love the RE words about the reconnect, right? And the Mm re-engage. And I think the way you do that and the way you come Oh, you know, the way you overcome sales avoidance is what we've been talking about. What, you know, the energy that Annie brought to this is sales is a noble profession. It really is. If we don't sell things, and I've always said this, if we don't sell things, money doesn't move through the economy at the rate that it does. That's right. It's just, we have to overcome all those perception issues, but it's how we carry ourselves. It always starts with how we do the inner work. Absolutely. 
Well, hey, if you want to do some inner work and you're a sales leader, we got another RE word for you. It's retreat. <laughs> Come to the break. How's that for a transition? Go, there, Larry? That was yeah, great. There we stuff, go. And he's cheering in the green room. I see that. It was just broadcast brilliance right there. www.breakthroughsalesretreat.com. We are going to do some of the inner work, and you're also going to leave with a 100 day plan to head into the new year breaking through to the next level with your sales team with the mindset, the skill set, and the tool set that you need. It's going to be fantastic. Our friend Dave Sanderson is going to be joining us in Fort Worth on October 20th. You want to be there. So go to BreakthroughSalesRetreat.com. Larry, we've got an incredible roster of guests coming on the rest of the summer. If you're not subscribed, you need to like, subscribe, hit the plus button, whatever you need to do. And, Just and go to and go, your screen until <laughs> something happens. Oh, and go to YouTube. You get, you, listen, right? If you can find us on all the, you know, on all the podcast platforms, but those, <laughs> go see these great looking faces on YouTube. We work really hard on this. But you can see us interact. You can listen to us, but you can actually watch us interact. Head on over to YouTube and subscribe to the Selling from the Art podcast on YouTube. Well, I'll just say one of the reasons you <laughs> want to subscribe is throughout this summer, we've been recording uh, our sales uh, new version of Selling from the Art Trust Building Sales Train. We'll talk more about that in the future. But there are so many bloopers and they're getting <laughs> compiled into videos that you're not going to want to miss. And they'll be on our YouTube channel. So hit subscribe on YouTube. If you want to see, uh, uh, if you want to mock Larry openly, you're definitely going to want to. Uh, oh, thanks, dude. I appreciate there. it, man. Hey, thank you to everybody. Thank you, everyone who's liking, sharing, helping us um, move this whole movement of selling from the heart forward. It's truly an honor. Uh, we've got a fantastic summer ahead, so we'll see you next time. And until then, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, reconnect with your values and something positive, and most of all, sell from the heart.